Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty alright. If anyone's sick of me spouting off random, out-of-date news by the time you listen to it, you'll be in luck, because I've actually played a good amount of video games lately and don't have any news stories. So, Oh, awesome, because I haven't played a lot of games lately. <laughs> no, actually, I do have a couple of things to bring up, but uh, for a new listener, if that happens to be you, this is a video game podcast where we kind of get off on tangents and stuff and really talk about whatever we want. So hopefully Sometimes that's... we get off on tangents. Sometimes. Yeah, actually, every single time. That but... is, we're more <laughs> focused on tangents than we are uh, video games. Yeah, I've, sometimes when we're in the middle of an episode, I'm like, is this a video game podcast anymore? Uh, but anyway, speaking of which, let's start off on the right foot and actually talk about video games. So sure. let's see, what have I been playing these days? Still going strong with Final Fantasy 15, actually making progress on the story, and, and I've been streaming it a little bit. So listener, if you're into uh, watching some streams and stuff, uh, let us know what you'd be interested in. Because I also d- sent out a tweet being like, I have a handful of games, I have a variety to t- uh, stream, and I'm just eager to see what you'd be more likely to tune into so i i've been streaming final fantasy 15 some rocket league i know you've been streaming uh what is it blood bowl uh i streamed uh i actually streamed for like five hours or something uh one night i just threw it on and then i didn't really feel like talking because i'm terrible at that game so i just threw on <laughs> uh abtd or dnd podcast and i got like a few viewers and i'm just like i don't know if they if they want this None of them spoke in chats. I don't know what they want, but if that's what you're interested in. That's pretty cool because I remember I used to, back in the day, also play some of our old D&D podcast episodes while I would just play like one more dungeon or something, some kind of roguelike, and it would just be a really good way to get that content out there for new listeners. But like I said, just streaming some Final Fantasy 15. I, oh, this is the game that I actually am kind of excited to bring up, but I only played very, very briefly, and it was a closed beta for a mobile game, but it's actually Dynasty Warriors Unleashed. So oh, finally, yeah. we get Dynasty Warriors on your phone, and it was, um, a couple gigs, uh, and I'm sure it's going to be more when the full game launches, which I don't see a release date, unfortunately. But uh, the closed be- beta was basically a-, a weekend or so, and wow, that game, the graphics, it's so impressive as far as, like, it looks like uh, high-quality Dynasty Warrior games in the palm of your hands, and the controls were very, like, very fluent. Like, I was super surprised by, like, how well it handled, especially... Um, the the fact that when you went to install it for those who had access to the beta, it said like this may be very unstable. But from what I played, it wasn't unstable, and it was really exciting, and it gives me hope for that game. So if that game's free down the road, I'll definitely be installing that and uh, mass murdering armies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be very surprised if it is free, and if it is, I can only assume it'll be super pay to win. Oh yeah, it's going to be saturated with uh, in-game purchases and all that kind of stuff oh yeah but uh that's dynasty wars everywhere <laughs> yeah dynasty wars in a nutshell yeah pretty much um and then hmm i'm trying to think uh i'm still playing the world ends with you didn't get much further in that because i don't know i just don't really phone game that often so that i don't know that is my phone game recently though and there's just one game that I saw that looks kind of interesting, but I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to uh, get involved or like buy it or anything. But it was this game called Solo, and it, I saw it on like a green... Oh, yeah. St- uh, like, or fig.co was like sponsoring it and stuff. Did you see this? Uh, I saw it when you posted it, but I, after looking into it, it looks um, kind of blocky. I don't want to say Minecraft, because that I feel like it's just cheap comparison at this point, but it's very uh, polygon based instead yes. of like trying to make it like actually realistic. It's very cubey, not cubey as in like tiny and adorable, but like cube shapes. Uh, and otherwise, it looks like a weird Wind Waker clone. Like it looks a lot like Wind Waker. Yeah, that you can definitely tell that they're uh, they have that as an influence. But the the thing that I find interesting about it is like the whole premise. It's like you start off as like you pick your gender, and it's actually more or less about like understanding love, like and like exploring that as a universal 
feeling and the experiences that it generates and like how like it's it's really like i didn't see that coming at all so it's basically like a puzzle game where you just go from island to island solving these puzzles like unlocking these totem poles and then something to do with like your experience as like you grow closer with a partner and stuff i don't know it's I, I almost am interested to just play it through just to see what it's all about. It's like they claim it's an introspective puzzle adventure. So that sounds up my alley. But then again, I'm just, I feel like I'm going to walk away from that being like, that was weird. And I'm not sure if I enjoyed it or not. Yeah. It's weird. Cause it's a single player. So like, I don't, and from everything I see, you only play as one character and like maybe a dog that like helps you out. So it's weird that the story is emphasizing so much on like partnership and like love and another person. But like, as far as I can see, there's another person in the cutscene, but then everything else is yeah. During solo. gameplay, it seems like you're solo. Yeah, so I guess it's more or less. I don't know. Sounds kind of interesting. If that piqued your interest at all, go check it out. It's uh, I think it's on the horizon. I don't even think it's out just yet. I don't know. It looks like just basic puzzle adventure game, super bright colors. Like- oh. Really Jesus. saturated from the Wind Waker story, and it's on Fig.co, which I don't fucking trust a thing from. I remember Tim you Schafer's. saying that. And also, what the hell? Well, I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. It's not even coming out this year. <laughs> it's coming out in 2018. So, well, I'm a little early on this one, listener. Yeah, exactly. If you actually go to Fig's site, there, it's not fully funded. like So, it doesn't have the money for it. There's also another game currently being funded by them. Uh, there was apparently like a few games that got funded by them, but we have heard nothing about them. So, oh, wow, I that's... really don't trust Fig.co. And I, I, I ranted about it before. And I'll try not to this time, but nobody should. They've given us no reason to. Every previous project Tim Schafer's been a part of has just uh, hemorrhaged money out of nowhere. Like it's just gone, and they're so expensive and never live up to the hype. So, at just if you're really going to put money in Fig.co and try to get the, I think you get like a producer credit or something or some sort of like share in the game itself. Um, Really look into it. Really do your research because they're as shady as it gets right now. More like fig.no, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, thanks anyway. for listening to the podcast. So this is the last episode, and <laughs> I'm going ever. to fly back across the country to strangle Doug. God damn it! Um, but no, I That's agree with Brent. Terrible. Don't ever, uh, don't don't invest yeah, don't, in fig.co. I know they also did like a uh, Jane Silent Bob game or something. Don't let the celebrity names attached to the company like tim schaefer and like oh he developed psychonauts and he's doing psychonauts too don't let that you know blind you it's it really look into it because almost it's almost universally agreed now except for people at fig that it's not trustworthy or it's, Fair it is it hasn't proven themselves yet so maybe it is trustworthy but they've given us no reason to trust them yet see listener we already went off on a tangent all right so that was right. the games i've been playing you can <laughs> go ahead uh well i already met you already brought up uh Blood Bowl 2, I got into that because I hate myself. <laughs> hate myself so much. And as much salt as XCOM 2 generates, oh my god, it's so much worse with Blood Bowl. Because for anyone who doesn't know, it's just straight up fantasy football. You play as fantasy creatures. You got a human team, you have an orc team, you got dwarves, you got elves, you got high elves, you got wood elves, you got dark elves. Uh, you got chaos, which are like goat men and like they're big monsters of minotaur. Most teams get some sort of big beast. The Norse get a Yeti, uh, orcs get a troll, etc. Um, and it's all tile based and dice based. So everything you do is based on a dice roll. So if you, okay. you can move around to a certain extent, but then you can get two extra steps with a character. And if he makes those two extra steps without tripping, that's a dice roll. If you throw a pass, you have to do a dice roll to see if the guy passes correctly. And then you have to do another dice roll to see if the guy catches it correctly. And then you might have to do a third dice roll to see if the player gets intercepted by an enemy team if they're around. Damn. Uh, you do a dice roll on if you go to attack or block. They call it blocking, but it's to attack someone. And you can get, uh, I think it's defender down, which they just, you knock them down. And then there's an injury dice roll to see if they get hurt, stunned, knocked out, or just straight up killed. You can just kill players on the field. Um, and then the other dice rolls can be, uh, defender stumble so if they have the dodge ability they can escape unharmed or you can get the push where you just push them away without hurting anybody or you can get both down where the defender and the attacker both get knocked down but if you have block that doesn't happen or you can get just a skull which knocks into the attacker so it gets 
really complicated, but like I said, everything's determined by dice. And if anyone's played XCOM or TNT, knows how fucking brutal dice are and just unforgiving yeah. and how they just it statistically it feels like things should never happen like five skulls in a row statistically it can happen and it just should be rare but in games like this and XCOM it happens a lot despite how rare it is yeah the only game I can even relate on like game besides D&D that we do uh, is uh, Talisman and it's like oh. the worst because I'll literally forget to like there's an option to be like oh turn the Grim Reaper off because do I really want like just the probability of this motherfucker traveling around just killing any one of us on a whim and then I'll like forget to turn him off first like round of the game goes around and then it's like someone moves the Grim Reaper he lands right on me I roll a one and then it's like if I don't have any fate I'm dead like in the first like fucking couple of moves of the game so like they can really screw you over and it's it's actually happened to me so like i've it's so frustrating when you're like i just want to sit down for a nice game of talisman and you die like instantly but it's even worse if you're like you're like super invested and then you just die at like some random point because it's like fuck and much like talisman if you re-roll the dice you typically get what you got before like oh yeah (laughs) magically gets you the exact same pair or lower just to like fuck you over yeah, and depending on, like, if you're trying to tackle one guy and you have four guys around him, you get, like, sh- you know, there's more reason behind it, but, like, the more strength you have, the more dice you can have. And you can have up to three at most. And I had three skulls out of a three dice, like, five guys surrounding one guy, re-rolled yeah. it into three defenders, or both down, so everyone got, you know, the attacker and defender both got knocked down. Except I was fighting against Norse, who all of their guys have black on them at the very beginning of the season. So oh. he knocked me down after rolling six dice. Like, <laughs> and I got nothing. So it was just complete horseshit. That is insane. And that's what this game is. Like, that's why people love it. And that's why people hate it. Because the highs are highs and the lows are so low. Like, just so, just so crushingly low. And I joined a league because they're, I watched a few streamers who actually got me into it. And I started really enjoying it because I hate football. I don't care. Give a shit about it. But this is more, you know, turn base and dice base and stuff yeah and so i when i finally got into it i joined their league um just i went through two teams the first they set it up where it's a two-week league so every two weeks the league resets and the league is just other people playing against each other not computers okay um so i had to get rid of my two teams in the first league because they were just so bad and i started behind everyone else the new league just started as of this recording. It started yesterday. Okay. And so when it started, I was like, all right, I'll join in when everyone else is. And it's all active. And I created a new team, a chaos team with a bunch of uh, goat men and a big minotaur. And I named them the salt mines. Cause God it damn it. so salty. And the big minotaur was named Blood Bowl 2 because it's the saltiest motherfucker there is. <laughs> then my two little guys were Binding of Isaac and XCOM. And I just named them after all salt. <laughs> I win my first three matches. I just win unabashedly. I get a bunch of injuries on their teams. Like, all my guys have... uh, It's called SPP. I forget what it stands for, but essentially just points until you level up. Superpower points. Yeah, so I had, like, (laughs) three or four guys who were level two. Like, for anyone who plays, it's pretty good, especially only after three matches. I think I was doing really well. And then I ran into one of the streamers who was also playing Chaos, and he just kicked my ass. Like, (laughs) I just didn't have good dice rolls. and Like, one guy got injured. And I think that was the worst of it. Like, it, he just beat me, and it just was unfortunate. Then I came across the main, like, another streamer who was, like, the main guy who started the league right after that match. Oh, shit. And he fucking murdered me. Oh, gee. <laughs> fucking tore me a new asshole. Well, like, I mean, he started the league. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. He already had, he was the undead, and he had a mummy who was there. Big guys. And he already had one of them die. So he was already kind of in a bad position. Oh, jeez. And I was reading his chat because he was streaming it and everyone could watch my embarrassment <laughs> and shame live. It's on the VOD. If you guys know who Strippin' and Crendor are, I played G-Mart and Crendor. So Crendor's VOD is him just tearing me a new asshole. That um, sounds great. And I was reading the chat and people were like, I didn't play bad. Like, I wasn't making bad plays. It was just the worst dice rolls anyone has ever seen. And that's so- the thing. Like, I strategically knew what I was doing and I was doing okay. But the dice were just always against me. Like, everything was going wrong. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Like, how, in a game like that, like, how much does strategy even matter? (laughs) 
at that it's, point it's like it's so you're you're tied to fate of the dice at the end of the day that's the thing it's rng so it's random number generator and it's it's the game is less about football and more about risk management and it's how to reduce your chance of risk yeah so it's like if i have one guy trying to throw a football over a guy he's got like a 33 percent chance of passing it so if i move him around and get him behind another like teammate of mine i get like a 50 percent chance like so i increase the odds yeah so the, the whole game is just trying to increase your odds but you'll never get the lowest is like 17, and I think the highest is like 86. So you'll never have absolute, because it has to be out of a six-dice roll. Okay. So, and like, that's what the mind-blowing thing is. Like, if you have, a guy has like, he has to do a two dodges, a go for it, and a tackle to get it. And like, they're all 17%. Somehow he'll do it. But then if you have one 86%, you'll fail. And it's just like, ha- that's statistically mind-blowing. Yes. But it happens I know all the time. Mean. It happens oh all God. the time. And he ruined my team so badly that i had to delete the entire team I just, the team was gone the team was used i had like four players injured one of them he killed my minotaur and then i revived him and then he killed him or didn't kill him again but he like injured him like and it's just so terrible like it was the worst i've ever lost in any game in my life and it was just soul crushing because it was also streamed and like a thousand people saw it <laughs> That's insane, dude. And yeah, what an appropriate name for your team because yeah, you were probably pretty salty after that. And I can't imagine being a fan of the salt mines. I wasn't even like salt. Like it went to just full blown depression. Like, yeah, it was just. Like, I haven't yeah. played it since. Um, I'm not going to try and stream snipe anybody ever again. Like if they're streaming, I will not play. <laughs> I I know that it was just luck, and it wasn't like they were super skillful and or like OP because they're streamer benefits or anything, but just. I can't handle that anymore. <laughs> like, I got beat so bad. I can't take it. Oh, God, so. I really need that VOD. I'm going to, like, message and be like, can you just export that to YouTube just for me? <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a link. It's, I think, <laughs> I think it was the last match of, like, that session. So, like, you'll have to skip ahead, like, four hours, but it's, it's okay, so perfect. bad. Um, so to help cleanse my soul of all the anguish and salt, I played Oxenfree, which I got a while back on the Steam sale. Okay. Uh, and I've heard a ton of great stuff about it, like a little indie game. I really cannot say anything about it because it's like a mystery and I just don't want to spoil anything. Like I, I know uh, it's, see, it's even hard to talk about. I don't want to spoil anything at, at all about it. So I okay, really don't me- want to say anything in case I might accidentally spoil stuff. Like I don't trust myself to not accidentally spoil something. Okay, well then, let me just say what it says on Steam for the Steam page. It says, Oxen Free is a supernatural thriller about a group of friends who unwittingly open a ghost riff. You are Alex, and you've just bought your new stepbrother Jonas to... Or you just brought your new stepbrother Jonas to it's an overnight slavery. island. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you start off as like a group of three friends. You go to this island where it's supposed to be like a, like a kegger. Like high schoolers go there and just party like all night for whatever reason they just do. And like, okay. that's how it starts. And it just, I was thinking to myself while playing it, this is a perfect game. Like, this is why it could only work in the video game medium. It was perfect for the medium it's in, and it couldn't work in any other format. People were like, oh, what if it's like a book and it's just like a mystery novel? It's like, no, this, this game did things incorporating the music and doing different effects and just systematic stuff that you couldn't do in anything else. Fuck, this sounds really up my alley, and I love the art style, and the fact that it's so mysterious, I'm like, fuck, I need this. <laughs> yeah, and, alright, I'll give you the warning here, so what, like, if anyone's, are you interested in playing it, Doug? Like, I don't wanna... I'm interested, but, like, I don't know, if... if You'll you're probably gonna, forget like, by time? Most likely, I'm not, like, like dead set on, like, getting it ruined, I don't really care. Okay, so for anyone who is interested, just skip ahead in the podcast two minutes, like, right now. Alright. I hope you skipped ahead. All right. So <laughs> at one point you go to, you see like reflections, like in mirrors and ponds and stuff. And it's a ghost. And you hear yourself, like the character talking to you, say like, Hey, let Jonas talk to his mom. It's like, the hell does that mean? His mom's dead. What the fuck are you talking about? And in my game over the ghost, it said powder milkman, which is a listener and a buddy of what? mine on steam. And I was just like, Oh, so I messaged him. I'm like, Oh, so that's where you got your name from. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, in this game, it has your name. He's like, what? And then he started watching me play because I was streaming it through Steam. And he's just like, what the fuck? 
So I think it takes people's names from your Steam list that have played it, put it in for the ghost. And it's so cool. Whoa, like, it dude. It blew my mind. Yeah, that that is insane. Because when you said that, I was like, that's what initially clicked in my mind. I'm like, it had to have somehow looked at your Steam contacts and like inserted that text. That's crazy. It was it was insane. And he never had anyone who played it. So he didn't have that. Like, and it's just it does a lot of things where it's just a, such a like, you know, I, I would say it's a perfect game. For what it is, it is a perfect version of that. I can't imagine how this story would get better. Oh, so, man, I am definitely going to be playing this game. And uh, it's a shout-out to Powder Milkman, too. He always hangs out in the Twitch <laughs> streams and stuff. He's awesome. Yeah, so I would say... Oh, the soundtrack is also pretty good. Uh, it gets a lot of hype. People are saying it's amazing and all this stuff, so you can buy it separately. I you can li- If you buy the game, you can listen to the soundtrack on its own. But then if you buy it separately, you get like the MP3 files and all that. I, I, it's a little too atmospheric for my taste. It's definitely a good soundtrack, and there are some that, some songs that are really good, but I don't know if I'd be willing to just buy the soundtrack by itself as I opposed to mean. just ripping them from Steam, like which I've done before. So, like, it's definitely a good soundtrack, but there's a lot of just, like, like, it's like, I don't want to hear this on my iPod, like, yeah, yeah, I follow. Yeah. It's kind of strange that the like the soundtrack alone is ten dollars. The game itself is twenty dollars. But if you get the game and the soundtrack, it's twenty five. I, I to, to me, it'd just be like the the soundtrack should just be five bucks, no matter how you slice it. Well, I mean, that's the incentive to like get you to buy the bundle of both as opposed to buying them individually. Yeah, I just I don't know. I whatever. <laughs> yeah, because that way they're selling like. The soundtrack's already made and it's digital, so it's like it's not costing them any more. Yeah. So they'd get like an extra five dollars anyway. But yeah, the soundtrack's good. But if I would definitely recommend trying to find it and listening to it before you buy it, I don't think it's worth buying. But the game alone is mind blowing. It's amazing. Love it. Love it. It's absolutely one of my favorites. Like top ten right now. Fucking a. Yeah, I'm interested. Oh, uh, it's great. Uh, and speaking of Powder Milk Man, he messaged me and I think him and his girlfriend stream or so, uh, and I played with them. The Jackbox Party Pack, which yeah. is really popular with streamers. And at this point, I think Jackbox games are actually more popular with streaming than they are with like friends. Like it was made with the intent of like the old you don't, you don't know Jack games where they're supposed to be party games where you have like six people over at your house and you all play on around a computer. And I think there's actually more people who buy them and just stream them and play with their audiences who are watching them stream than are actually playing it by themselves at their home with like local friends. Yeah. So, so that's what we did. We had a good time, and I am great at trivia and just blindly guessing at stuff. Awesome. So, <laughs> so shout out to him and uh, his girlfriend. And then uh, besides that, I actually, right before the pot, we started recording, I was playing Shantae again, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Oh, yeah. And I realized it's a port from a 3DS game to the computer. And I realized that because... They do a lot of the tutorial stuff. It's like, use the action button, or use the jump button, or use the shoot button. But they don't tell you what that button is. Like, that's just what they call it. So it's like, I don't oh, know. Oh, jeez. Like, so you might as well just be guessing. So I'm hitting, out of, like, the, what, the 50 keys on my keyboard, I'm hitting them all to try and find out which one's the shoot button, which one's the jump button. So it it's really a big problem with, like, port games, especially mobile stuff like this for the DS ported to a PC. And I appreciate that doing it, but like, so to move in Shante, it's the arrow keys. And then Z is attack, X is jump, and then C is, like, an item you get later on to, like, glide. Space bars to interact. And then ASD, or, like, SD are, like, item menus later. Or menu buttons later. Fuck. Item buttons later. <laughs> and then A is the menu. And then Q and E are to switch between pages on the menu. I don't think W does anything. Like, so it's (laughs) real, it's really kind of weird. And like, most of my problems with the game are from the controls. Like, I keep forget, like, I'm supposed to run and jump and glide, which would be super easy on the DS, but I I keep messing up because I'm hitting attack because I keep thinking that's jump. Like, so the part I was just doing before we started recording is I'm at the final boss and it puts you through the gauntlet of using every item you've acquired on the game and, you know, utilizing them to the best of their abilities. And I spent like, a solid hour in this one room which is full of spikes and you're supposed to nega- uh, navigate all the spikes and if you get hit by them once you die and restart at the beginning of the room and there's no checkpoints uh. and I was just I was, uh, just grinding my teeth trying to get through it I used up like four health potions just to get to the final boss so by the time I face him 
he's super powerful and I have no recovery items. And of course, because I didn't realize, but I also went around and got all the collectible stuff beforehand, which turns out gives him like a next phase. It gives him another form into a super boss mode. Who oh, then fights Christ. Him. So if I didn't do that, I would have just fought like the guy and would have ended, you know, unsatisfactory, like story wise. It would just be yeah. like, well, it's over. But because I did do that, I'm getting the final ending. But it also means I have to fight him another time. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so, really interesting how that pans out. Yeah. And so right beforehand, you get to the boss, there's a save point, And then there's like a few breakable items, which are like, oh, there's a few hearts in here. But every other one of those breakable items is like a gold heart that gives you full health. So it's like, wait, why do I need the other hearts if I only need one of these? Like, you only need one of the gold hearts. So hmm. why do I have these other five hearts laying around? I wish those were items instead, like food, so I could eat during the battle. So it's just, it's just real. I'm just a little bitter about it because, like, I just did it, and it's just, it doesn't control well for a PC, really. And it is an enjoyable game. I do like it. Uh, the style is clearly, um, uh, he's clearly a fan of the female form. <laughs> they're very, <laughs> oh, it's geez. all, it's all cartoony and stuff, but they're fairly scantily tra- uh, dress shante is a wizard or not wizard a genie so it's like all right she kind of explains her clothing and then you see all the other female characters you're like okay what about them though yeah well that's how i feel about final fantasy 15 with the character cindy i know i brought it up before but like even just like i when you just go to hammerhead to like and it's like okay i'm just gonna gets like i have to put gas in my car the regalia anyway uh you put gas in there and she ends up doing it for you and literally there's just like a little like mini cutscene of her just boobs like all up on the car just being like (laughs) this is great and i'm like i don't know why that's necessary i'm like and the thing is like to me like that doesn't do anything for me because it's just like a video game like character and i'm just like i sure like i get what they're doing but i just i don't know it just doesn't seem necessary and if anything i'd find most more like women gamers would probably be offended by it so i don't know i understand why they did it because it was i think cindy was in the trailer and there's a vr experience with final fantasy like that's right drive around with cindy like so she was clearly just the tongue-in-cheek, like, ah, here are the boobs in the game of the character. <laughs> You're absolutely and right. it was a marketing tool, especially early on, because she was in all the stuff early. Like, I thought she was going to be a major character. Turns out, like, no, not really. Not but really, beca- no. Because she's just so – she's the visual character. She's just the tits and ass. So she was in a lot of the videos and early stuff to market it. Yeah. And so I'm not surprised by that, but, like, that's the only character who's like that in the game so far, right? Yes, to as be perfectly know, honest. Yeah. Yeah, so she was clearly just like the marketing tool, like she was the sh- uh, showgirl or like that the makes babe. perfect sense actually. Whereas like Shante, it's like every female character. And okay, I was, like, I was like, all right, like I, you know, I don't have boobs, but if I did, like as big as Shante, I'm like, I don't know if I'd be running around in like a tube top or whatever she's wearing. I'm like, especially jump- jumping around all that. And then every other character seems to have bigger boobs than her. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> well, and that's what I mean. Cindy, as an occupation, is a mechanic. I'm like, you wouldn't have your, like, tits hanging out like that, but r- regardless. Yeah, and I didn't, like, if it was just her, if it was just a few characters, it'd be fine. But the fact that because it's a 3DS, the in the, like, conversation, like, they're not cutscenes, but, like, you know, the dialogue scenes where... There are just two images, and then the, the conversation's going. Yeah. Um, there are a lot a lot higher resolution, a lot more detail into the drawings of those characters, because they're still, they don't have to move, and it's like, you get a closer look at them. But then in the game world, when you're running around, everything's kind of pixely. And I'm yeah. sure on the DS, you don't really notice that much, or it wasn't too big of a deal, because it was a small screen. But for me playing, it's, you know, 1920 by like 1680 or whatever. So like, it's it is real pixely sometimes. And I didn't notice the female character, or I noticed them, but I didn't think too much of it at first until in the game world where they're all pixely, there's jiggle physics to their boobs. Like, so some of the characters are just like standing there and having the slight animation movement standing in place of so like leaning back to forth or jumping up and down or dancing or whatever. And just like, I wonder if they're using the dead or alive engine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But that's what I mean. Like, there's so few pixels and there's not, like, a lot of animation to it, in, like, in the open world game world. But, like, they still have the time and effort to put the j- jiggle physics on almost every <laughs> big breast of character. So I'm just like, man, this is a bit much. Like, if you're going to just be, like, you know, 
a pervy game, like be a pervy game, but it's just like, geez, some of these. God damn it, Brent. And, and the, the, uh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, and it's a huge franchise and like it's clearly successful and stuff. And, you know, I'm sure that's a good portion of the appeal to it, especially like for some guys and maybe some girls. But like, I got like, it's a little ridiculous and I'm sure they would even say like, oh yeah, it's, you know, tongue in cheek. We're over the top as like a joke or like, you know, satire or whatever. It's like, sure. But at a certain point, like, yeah, I'm you're with no you. longer satire and you're just like, you know, softcore porn. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but it was just, it, that's one thing that always gets me like while I'm playing, I'm just like, these are absurd proportions on people. Oh my God. And to think like it's sometimes when we record, I always like struggle after we're done thinking like, what am I going to name this episode? Without a doubt, after jiggle hearing physics. you say jiggle figure physics, it's just even funny to say. So, <laughs> well, some people call him because. There's whole teams and departments of video game companies that are devoted to nothing but programming boobs. Like the realistic, you know, mechanics of boobs. The, what was it? Hayden or Hyundai or what, whatever that. Living the life though. Whatever, <laughs> whatever that weird game we talked about last episode where it was just a rub- robot with boobs and butt. Oh, that's right. Haiti or Hayden Haiti, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that was probably like half the company just worked on that or half the department or whoever they had working on it. God damn it. That's so, sad to think. <laughs> I mean, if that's what people, it's clearly what sells. Like, we wouldn't be in the place where we are with technology, at least like VHS tapes were made popular because of pornography. Cause that's the medium that porn <laughs> used cause it was cheaper than that, Betamax. A fact you constantly remind us of. <laughs> cause it was, it was taught in a higher education. It was taught to me in college cause that's how influential it was because Betamax was clearly the better one, but VHS won because that's what the porn industry took. Same with what? Like, uh, quick, uh, HD DVD. <laughs> Some sort of, like, web video player, like, online. I think it was, like, QuickTime or something, where, like, oh, that's yeah. what they use, and that's what becomes super popular, and that's what people worked on. So it's just, like, weird to think. It's like, yeah, we can pretend like we're all smart and advanced, and, like, we, you know, we got to the moon, we're cyber intelligent beings. It's like, yeah, but we're still gonna fall to just, like, basic sexual instincts, like, when it comes to it. Pretty much. So, that's Shantae. <laughs> that's yep. my summary. I um, sure hope this is a new listener. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't played them yet, but like I said, with the Humble Bundle, I got the other two games that came with it. They finally released them. Uh, it was Bit Blaster XL and Ooh. Refunct. I don't really okay. know I how think to I've say that one. I've heard of the second one, but I not the first one. Refunct looks like it's just like a puzzle game where he plays like a cube and a 3D world. It looks neat, and so I think it's like $5 or less on Steam, so, you know, clearly cheap enough where they could just toss it in uh, without thinking of it. Uh, and then Bit Blaster XL is a uh, dollar on Steam, so that's another one that's just super cheap. Um, I don't know why they held off on announcing those, because it's like $5 total to buy both. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Uh, this looks just like an arcade uh, shooter, just kind of like an asteroid sort of game. So I don't know if I'll actually play those. I'll play but, Refunct. I I kind of like the the style of it. It just looks like kind of peaceful, and uh, I don't know. It got pretty overwhelmingly uh, positive reviews. So hell, for freaking three, two three bucks, it's I'm gonna try that one out. I mean, I already got it. So I'll I'll play them, but like I don't think I'll really yeah, capture my interest. dive in. <laughs> yeah, I think of Refunct, I'll probably just knock out in like one session. But we'll see. Yeah. Um. So that is all I've been playing. But I noticed. Oh. Oh, I forgot about this one. Uh, a buddy of mine actually. I think he also bought something on Humble Bundle. I forget what he got. But it um gave him a bunch of stuff like they usually do. It wasn't just like one deal. So he got a co- two copies of Minion Masters, and he sent me one. It is for anyone who's familiar with Forced Showdown. It's from those those same guys. Uh, I'm assuming it's some sort of tie into it. This seems like it's a little uh, mini PvP game where you just summon little creatures and fight against someone else. Uh, I'm sure there's upgrades and perhaps some or whatnot. Uh, Forest Showdown is supposed to be really neat. It seemed to do really well, but Minion Masters really caught my attention because it's right now in early access, which you know I love. Oh sure, and uh, it cost about. to buy right now in early access. But when it comes out, when it gets out of early access, and it probably will because it's with this company who's got a good track record of games and 
can probably afford to f- finish this game and knock it out. Uh, when it comes out, it's going to be free to play. Wait. So you can wait. buy it now when it's half-assed and not finished. What? Or you can wait till it's free when it's finished and complete. And I, I literally didn't see this coming at all. I thought you were going to pull like the, like, it's going to be like $60. And I'm like, no. okay, like uh, they're tripling the price. That would suck. But like, hey, if you try it out early, you get it at a discount. But it's not even that. It's more like, what? there's no incentive to support that game at all. No, and that's the thing. My buddy, like, he got this for free with the bundle he bought. And he's just like, the fuck is this? And he sent it to me. He's like, I kind of hope you- I'm giving you this to you just so you can scream about it on the podcast. I'm like, well, here you go. It's <laughs> idiotic. It makes no sense why they do this. And it's pretty much just like, you pay for us to finish our jobs. And then you'll get nothing in return. Yeah. Because you'll still you get the finished product when we finish. Like, Wow, that's like the most back ass words like uh there's a word for oxymoron kind of like mentality i don't even understand it idiotic uh and i i put this in our channel like our slack channel and basil pointed out like oh it's goddess and i remember because he, <laughs> he paid oh also check that off on your bingo card he God paid for it. goddess he kickstarted <laughs> goddess and he paid for it i got it when it was free after i heard him complaining about it and i'm like all right it was pretty fun i don't really know i had a good time with it for like the two days i played it and he's like yeah because you you paid it you paid nothing for it so you played for free i was like yeah he's like oh no i paid like 30 bucks or whatever for it i was like oh that's right then yeah i'd be super mad if i had to if that's what i got in return mm-hmm. so it's just, i don't know what they're doing with it like i i really have no idea and apparently when the game comes out because i have the early access copy i get the premium upgrade when the game finally comes out so like i guess that's the incentive is that you'll get the premium upgrade but i don't know what that entails I can't so, imagine it's anything worthwhile enough that I don't even know. I have absolutely no idea. Like it's just the DLC pack. So I uh double gold for a whole year, 50% XP win bonus forever and two uh, 2500 rubies and 500 shards. Okay, so they just flood you with the currency and give you more XP forever. Like so that's the incentive to buy it. God damn it. And that's pretty much what I expected. And it's nothing like really that worthwhile. It's like, no, I'll just play the game normally for free. And that's the thing. It's pay to win. So it's like, all right. So if I get the premium, like I'll have all the great stuff when it first comes out. And it's like, and then I'll just be super over leveled and I won't really be playing them. Like then you get bored of it so quickly. Yeah. Cause like the struggle is part of the game. That's what keeps you intense. It's like you try to win. But it's like if you give you everything at the beginning, it's like, well, why the hell am I doing this? Like I already won. That's like literally starting Skyrim with like Daedric armor and being like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah except there's stuff to do in skyrim like there's a whole world except for this is like a small like it looks oh, like a sure ten, you know like a nine by nine like platform like push two platforms pushed together and you just fight against another person so it's yeah. it's like playing a card game against someone and the other person bought literally every card in the world and it's like all right why why am i doing this like it's not fun yeah so I'm expect it's for showdown, so I'm expecting just a shitload of microtransactions and you know pay to win stuff more so, but that just really checked my ass, really burnt my eye. <laughs> so I felt like just bringing that up. Um, awesome. So that, that's all I've been playing and what I've gotten lately. But one game I had my eye on, I I, I want to say I brought it up earlier in the podcast somewhere, uh, but it was a game called Overgrowth, and hmm. it's this kind of like I saw a video for it came out and it's it just got into beta so it's an early once again early access on steam haha <laughs> don't buy don't buy early access it's uh, um, but but this actually it, looks cool it does but right now i think it's just a sandbox like i don't think there's really anything in it except for the basic characters and kind of like maybe some world manipulation but that's it like i don't think there's any game to it but from for listeners if you don't know what overgrowth is it seems like this kind of like open world, and like I said, as of right now, sandboxy world, where you play as rabbits, but it's <laughs> like humanoid, but, like yeah. I've, I was talking to Doug before the podcast. We were talking. I'm like, it's it's like furries, but oh, without no. the weird sexual stuff. Oh like, god damn it! <laughs> like that's what they look like because like that's what it, we know it as now, being on the internet. But yeah, it's humanoid rabbits. Uh, it looks like there's one wolf. I guess he's like a predator or something. You have to fight. But it's, like, rabbits in, like, armor and, like, medieval gear and stuff, and they're just running around fighting and stuff. So I'm guessing it's, like, this sort of MMO, like, what would you say, Red Fern? 
Oh no! Yeah, it reminds me of like the Redwall series. Also, yeah, I'm like Wall. a super uh, Watership Down fanboy of like the '70s movie and book and stuff. But like, so like, I don't know. For anyone who's into that kind of shit, this looks just like I don't know. And I'm watching like video of the like the actual gameplay. So like, when two like like rabbit ninjas are fighting each other, you can you can have like basically like this spear javelin. And wow, the physics and fighting animations are extremely good and realistic. Like it, it like. I'm overwhelmed by like how well they did with the fighting animations and stuff. And actually like the physics of like throwing your javelin or spear like through the air and watching it like stab someone like fucking like a football field away. Like it's insane how like I don't I'd be interested to try it out. I wonder how like it almost seems like with that it would have to be like a homing spear or something cuz like if they're that far away, but I don't know. I don't know, he might have just gotten really lucky with the shot or That too. Like, and I think it was tracking. just like yeah, like a really epic shot. <laughs> yeah. But you also can fight with a sword too, and I'm seeing, and like that, just every like weapon animation and stuff looks really convincing and good. From what I can tell, it just seems like a, like chivalry, but you're a rabbit people. Yes. So it's like, uh, is that all this is? Like it. But, like and you can do karate and shit. You're a ninja. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an odd idea. And because I don't know much about it, I, I really don't know how to explain it other than that. Ninja um, Rabbit MMO. <laughs> there you go. Uh, apparently, it's been in the works for like six years, though. So, once again, a long passion project for somebody. And from what I could read about it, it seems like the people who have been following it, I think they did another game, too. I can't find the name. But apparently, they did like a previous game. And apparently, this looks really similar to that. So, a lot of the updates have been about the physics and the combat and polishing up the graphics and stuff like that. Whereas the core gameplay seems to be real reminiscent of their previous work. Okay. So some, pe- some people seem a little bitter about it, saying, like, all they've been doing is, you know, making a fancier version of their old game, but with rabbits now. Some people are like, yeah, well, it took a long time. There's only a few guys working on this. It's a real indie project. And I don't know. It once again feels like Goddess, where it's, hell, you know what? Double down on the bingo card. Just check it off again. Yeah. Um, but it feels like that, where it's like, if you just discover this game, it's super cool. But if you were following this for the last six years, you might be pretty pissed about this. Oh, that makes like, perfect sense. I'm glad I'm not that person and I'm just finding out about it. <laughs> but if we're yeah. triggering you right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. But like, if this teaches anything, don't obsess over stuff. Don't be like super, like, Yandere Simulator. I talked about that way back in early in the podcast. I really have fall, fell off the map with that. Like, yeah. I still see, I still follow the guy on Twitter and I still see the updates, but I don't watch the date, like, third of the monthly updated videos because i know i'm going to be watching it going like why the fuck isn't this game done like he's he's i've seen his patreon he's getting he's working full-time on this or at least he's being paid to work full-time he's got like a bunch of other people helping him he's paying him. he's got endless amount of volunteers so much so that he has to he's made multiple videos yelling at people saying to stop volunteer because it's flooding his inbox like and then I'll see him post like a picture on his Twitter saying like I just hundred percented uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. It's like <laughs> fucking get back to the game. Like I, I understand he has to have like a life and he has to do things besides work on the game. But like I I got a lot of free time and even I haven't hundred percented uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Like he definitely had to put a lot of time into that. And it's like that's like George R R Martin just being like I just reread Harry Potter. <laughs> Or it's like George R. R. Martin being like, I'm going to release another book. And we're like, yay. And he's like, it's a book full of Tyrion Lannister quotes. It's like, fuck you, fat oh, man. Oh, that's right. Finish the book. That's Finish right. Finish the book. Uh, I'm, I'm completely done with Game of Thrones. Like, I, I know. If the book ever comes out, maybe I'll read it. But like, I was I, trying to trigger Brandon the listener. Oh, God. The show's, <laughs> the show's already said that they're finishing this season and it's done. So it's finishing it before the next book comes out. So it's going to be like Full Metal Alchemist, where they're like, oh yeah, we got this great series. It's like, cool, the show caught up. Can you finish it up? It's like, no. No, we still need a lot more time. It's like, but, but, and the show has to make up their own weird ending that yep. won't be as good as the actual one. And then Martin's even admitted that some people have figured out the fan theory. Like, you know, if you watch the show, you know what it was. It was in the last season, but I still won't spoil it just in case. Okay. But like, people are figuring out stuff that George Martin wrote and he still hasn't released yet. Or they're figuring out better theories like there's some stuff people were planning about in like the fifth book and it turned out to not be that but the fan theories were so much better and so much more engaging so it's like a letdown so i'm i might read the next game with their book if it ever comes out <laughs> but i'm definitely not as into it as i was back like in college when i read through all of them in like 
two months or something like yeah god, that was, god it's i'm just, falling out of kingdom hearts even man like i still like holds a super special place in my heart but like when it comes out i even think to myself like am i gonna even be like as hype as i would have been like five years ago or it's gonna come out like and you're just gonna be like what the hell are all these disney characters it's like because you haven't seen a disney movie in, oh, like, and forever yeah i don't know yeah. frozen i don't know any of this shit i don't know yeah so it it'll be interesting like i like just Stuff can't live up to the hype people make it. Like your hype is unimaginable. Your fantasy can always be, you know, to the star- stars. There's no limit to what you can imagine something being, but there is a very real limit to what it can actually be. So just don't obsess over stuff. Don't hype it up before it comes out because you're going to get disappointed. Like that's just, it's not going to live up to expectations that you've made of it over decades. Why are, like, rabbit humanoids so cool, though? Like, I'm definitely going to try this game out. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you got a weird Playboy fetish. No, goddammit! <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I've had my eyes on. That's, pretty much like it. I said, I don't have any real news, because I've been playing games. No, that's cool. And well, then- fucking ripping my teeth out over both Shantae and Blood Bowl. And- Goddamn fucking Blood Bowl. Well, God, maybe you'll rip your teeth shit, out to fuck. this, because I did prepare a game of Game or No Game, and we haven't done that at all this year, so do you want to give that a stab? Sure. All right, let's play. Alright guys, so we're going to play Game or No Game. It's one of our conversation games, one of the newest ones actually, and it's basically, I have a list here of games you may or may not believe are real, and Bren has to tell us if it's an actual video game or not. So, let's see here. Let's start with Yoga Simulator 2014. No. That's a no. Good job. Yeah. I feel because I feel like that very well could be a real game, but I feel like the crazy simulator stuff didn't start happening until like 2015. Okay, well let's. I'll, I'll, I have a couple simulator ones, so let's just get those right off the bat. Actually, <laughs> uh, Rock Simulator 2014. No, that is a game. <laughs> so it's well, and I, I I saw the goddamn gameplay of it. it is the most simple bullshit game ever where you literally just like look at a rock and can play dubstep if you want to or not um but why and, is like, it always it, dubstep why is it that the go-to like this is I, crazy I, I, that's like, what i mean it's like memes uh, like when you think of music yeah, it's, it's yeah. meme music yes exactly um so that was a thing uh let's see here i'll do two more simulators maybe you'll get them uh Actually, there's a few, but I'm going to... Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Is it all simulated? No, it's depressing, but I do want to get those off out of the way. How about Ski Region Simulator 2012? Yes. That is a game, and I saw the footage of it, and I can't believe... It. You're literally like... Uh, what is it like a snowblower getting like the parking lots ready for people to show up and stuff and like you're like I don't know it's just maintenance of a ski region and it's so I can't believe someone wasted their time making that all right and oh, then yeah. there's uh really well actually, oh I was gonna say really popular but it has mostly negative reviews uh snowcat simulator is on Steam where yeah you're plowing the parking lot for a ski resort and like combing the hills like and all that stuff so. That's why this game exists. That's why we do new game or no game, because there's so many weird-ass simulator games out there. Exactly. All right, and I'll only plague you with two more, even though there's a plethora, but uh, I'll save them for another time. Uh, how about Square Dancing Simulator? No. No, oh, you're right. <laughs> 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 and then last of the simulator category, Streaks Cleaning Simulator. Yes. It is, and it's like it's bullshit. It's you're just like one of those those cars that are street sweepers, and you can change the angle to get a better look at the sweeper moving on. This it's like I can't believe people play these games. All right, enough of those. The key to a good simulator game is big machinery. The square, <laughs> the square dancing one would have been like a Let's Dance for the Wii U, like Square Dancing Edition or something. Like it wouldn't be a simulator. 
But anything that has some sort of chime machinery that you have to have a license to, like a specialty license to operate, that's going to be a simulator. And someone in Europe is going to obsess over it and have a billion hours into it. God damn it. That's absolutely true. Um, Let's see here. How about a game called Battle Deer? Yes. <laughs> no, I almost wish All that right. was real. <laughs> I say yes because I've seen plenty of games with the same concept. <laughs> so that might that might not be the name, but there's definitely games out there with that in mind. Okay, well that's cool. I that one was off the dome, so I was just maybe it is a game and I'm giving us false information. <laughs> uh <laughs> Battle Toads. Uh yeah, I that's a classic. Um how about Muscle March? No. It's no. a yes. And no. the weird thing is, it's like a really bizarre game. I only saw like a small clip of what the footage was, but it was just like, it looked like people going single file in a line through like these, like, <laughs> these, like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. They're going through the walls. Like, there's like, so there's certain cutouts in the walls, and you have to like position your character to like fit the cutout in oh. the wall. So, yeah, it's, that's, that's a game show. That was in, like, Japan, and they brought it over to U.S., but Americans are all too fat to fit through the holes. Yeah, so apparently it's a video game, and it's Muscle March, so if that's up yeah. your alley. So it's hole in the wall, like the game show, <laughs> but all the contestants are super muscular bodybuilders and speedos. Yes. And a polar bear? Yep, it's really kind of out there. Of course it's Japanese, and it's on me. Yep, so I had to bring that one to the picture. Um, wow. Weird. All right, so here's one. Uh, and I almost, uh, I'm sorry to bring this one up, listener. Don't judge me. Uh, this, <laughs> well, this, now I'm going to assume yes, because you wouldn't have to apologize. Well, well, that's what I mean. I, I could. You don't know how sick I am. Uh, the game called Playing History Slave Trade. Yes, that's real. I know, and it's terrible, but okay. <laughs> so, and the thing is, it, the point of the game is it sounds worse than it actually is, and I think the people that developed it, like, tried to, like, weren't actually being trolly and assholes about it. It was, like, more or less like a history lesson. And, like, it says, travel back in time and witness the horrors of slave trade firsthand. I'm like, first of all, who would ever want to do that? And then second of all, what do you do when you realize that your own sister has been captured by the slave traders, and it's all about saving her and stuff? Oh, God, it's also, like, a Wallace and Gromit style. Like, yeah, I know, it's, like, very kiddish and, like, ah, uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah, if you're gonna try something, like, super dark and historically accurate and gritty, like, don't make it, like, this weird cartoon, like, paper cutout looking. Wow. Yeah, I'm sad that that one's a real one, so, moving on, uh, let's see. Well, that's the thing, like, there's a ton of stuff where I think even, what, Battlefield 1 tried to be historically accurate. So you couldn't play as female soldiers, but then, what was it? There was some, like, controversy about the female soldiers and, like, one of the cultures in that game where they would never, you know, it'd be such a great disrespect to them if they had to fight against females or fight with females, so they took them out. But then they also had these crazy guns that no way in hell were able to, were existed during that time period. So it's like, wait, so why are you being historically accurate with, like, the social stuff, but not the actual core mechanics of the game? Like... In Battlefield 1, you're first person. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell if you were a female or not because you wouldn't see anything. You just see your hands. Yeah. So, why does that matter than the gun you're looking at and using the whole time, which is like a submachine gun in what, 1914? Like, so there's weird, there's weird moments of like accuracy issues, especially with video games and like this, where even Game of Thrones got in uh, trouble with this, where people were saying like, you know, George R. R. Martin's too, he's sexist, he's misogynist, he's, you know, doing all these horrible th things to women, like, all this stuff. And he he said in a press conference or an interview or something, like, hey, nothing I've written hasn't happened in history, like, a thousand times. Like, history is horrific and a horrible thing. Like, if anyone ever asks you, like, oh, if you could go back to any time period, what would you want to live in? If it's not within the last, like, 40 years, then none. Because it just gets worse past that. Like, it's horrible living situations. and. Amazing things can be accomplished when you have uh, no regard for your fellow human being. The pyramids are a prime example. The Great Wall of China. Like, they Holy are hor horrific monuments that have untold thousands of deaths built into them. Like, the skeletons are built into the Great Wall of China. Yeah, exactly. And used Holy as, like, shit. molding. So, like, if you're going to do history stuff, don't get bent out of shape when you find out some of the horrific things that happened in history. He's absolutely right. I never even thought about it that way. So what a defense. <laughs> that is interesting, yeah. man. Wow. 
Um, okay, so we're playing game or no game. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> That's a big old checkboard on derail. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, let me see. Do you think there's a game called Booty Overdrive? <laughs> no, but I want there to be. <laughs> me too. God damn it. Oh, you saw through that one. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, how about Tokyo Jungle? Yes, and I know exactly what this is. Oh, damn it. Okay, so yeah, that game looks interesting as all oh, fuck. Apparently there's no humans left on Earth, and like you're just like animals roaming through Tokyo the city, and you just, I don't know, fight each other and pray and hunt. Yeah, I think that was definitely a game that caught my interest, especially from the premise. But I think review-wise, it didn't actually do that well. Like, Yeah. They couldn't make it engaging enough where it's like, you're all animals. It's like, and what's the story? It's like, animals don't have stories. It's like, well, then I'm not, in, like, you know, the, I think there wasn't really a much of a plot to it. But yeah, you can play as like a Pomeranian or a deer or a beagle or a lion or a hyena. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that's really cool, and I'd be interested in trying that one out. It looks really off the wall. I think you'd have to wait for that to be on sale. I don't think it's something people would get full price. Oh, definitely. Uh, how about a game called, hmm, The Great Sandwich Quiz? <laughs> I'm going to assume the hmm was you trying to think of a name, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, that was totally bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, then I only have a few left. How about... Viscera cleanup detail. Yes, I yeah. have seen that plenty of times. Oh, is that the coolest concept, too? All right, so for listener who doesn't know, it's basically, we've all been through many FPS games where it's just a goddamn bloodbath. This is where you play as, like, essentially like a janitor or a cleaning up guy who has to take care of the mess after there, there's just been a huge bloodbath. So you're literally mopping up blood and body parts and, like, throwing away bullet casings and it looks absolutely insane. So for the main game, it's like a factory or like a facility or something where it was like, you know, an alien attack and slaughtered like the whole crew. So there's body parts everywhere. And then there's like a Christmas version of the game where Santa goes insane at his workshop and kills all the elves. And you're cleaning up all the presents and wiping blood off the trees and stuff and getting rid of the elf bodies. So it's it's definitely fun to watch. It's probably a lot less fun to play. Because it's really methodical work. Like, yeah. you're literally just cleaning. Yeah, uh, you get a mop and wipe blood off the floor, but you can only mop it, like, five times before the mop gets too bloody. So you have to rinse it out in the bucket. But then the bucket only has, like, five times you can rinse out in before all the water in the bucket gets super bloody, and you have to dispose of that. <laughs> if you trip... And the fi- it's mostly a physics-, physics game, because the physics are so janky, and, like, just over the top. So if you're walking, carrying a bloody bucket to get rid of it, and trip, or hit something, and the bucket falls... All the blood spills everywhere, and you have to clean that up. And, like, you could be opening cabinets or something, and then there's just a stick of dynamite that's lit. And when you throw it, it explodes, and now you have to clean that up. Like, so it can get really tedious and stuff. But it's, like, that's kind of half the fun. Yeah. And if you you can do a multiplayer, so you can have a bunch of people doing it, so you can get it done quicker. But then you also have to have not-asshole friends who purposely make it harder on uh, your job harder on you. Which... I don't know any of those. I would never be able to play this game. <laughs> yeah, but I hear that. <laughs> I've, I've seen it plenty of times. It's definitely fun to watch. Awesome. Well, I'm gl- glad you knew that. All right. Well, I have one left, but also we'll save that one for the end because I want to do like a little mini uh, history lesson in game or no <sighs> game because Uh-oh. we're talking about history. Uh, well, that's what I mean. So there's these three Mario games and they all exist. So I'm not just going to bullshit you and be like, do you think this is one? Because they all <laughs> are real. But they're yeah. ones that I think most people had never even heard of because I certainly hadn't. There's a game called Mario is Missing. And yep. according, yeah, and it's apparently where he gets kidnapped by Bowser and Luigi's the main character. I think it was, yeah, in the article I read, it said that it was released in 92 and it was the only time Luigi was the main character until Luigi's Mansion in 2001. So I guess kids weren't really a big fan of Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mario's Missing is actually, it's like based in San Francisco, weirdly enough. And you travel all these tubes, and it's a very text-based. It's not a traditional Mario game. Because yeah. it's actually a fake Mario game. It's a counterfeit. Like, oh, really? It's, it's not uh, a licensed by Nintendo. It's not an official Mario game. It was, I think, I don't know if it was a fan-made, or if these were guys not knowing, or saw how popular video games were and were trying to ride the wave, or just made their own yeah. copy of Mario. But yeah, it's not an officially sanctioned Nintendo game. And it was weird, because of how many there were like my cousins had one and they weren't big net you know they didn't play nintendo that much but when i went over i played that and for the life of me i couldn't figure out how to do it because i was seven 
But well, that makes sense then, because I think all three of these ones I'm bringing up are like non-official uh, Nintendo games. Because like, yeah, no wonder no one's heard of these. So I'd say the yeah. next one's called Hotel Mario, and it was actually uh, for the Philips CDI, which it was like it wasn't even on a Nintendo gaming system. So that's crazy. That is almost absolutely fake then. Yeah, that's insane. And then the last one's called Super Mario Land, which is like, apparently Mario was in this one trying to save Princess Daisy, who's Luigi's girlfriend. And like, why is he, why is Luigi not the main character to like saving his own girlfriend and is like Mario sneaking around behind his back? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Hotel Mario was actually distributed by Nintendo, but it wasn't made by them. Interesting. That's what I mean. And the Philips CDI, who's even heard of that? Uh, not many. I mean, especially not now, but like avid gamers and stuff have definitely heard of it because it's just such a outdated relic. Um, but yeah, I think back then is when Nintendo was kind of loose and like saw how popular Mario was. They're like, oh, well, we'll give this company the rights to it so they could make a new game for us, like while we're working on the main Mario games. And that's where we get these weird offshoots of like, the fuck is this? Yeah. And I think with Daisy, I think Nintendo really didn't give a shit about the story and didn't think much through it yeah. like, at that time. And I don't blame them. It was new. You know, you didn't expect people to take it too seriously or get so involved with it that they'd go back 20 years after the game. It's like, how come this doesn't hold up? It's like, I fucking, I don't know. I needed money that day. That's why I made that game. <laughs> yeah. So I think Daisy and Peach were like kind of interchangeable, uh, or rather Daisy and Paulina were interchangeable because Paulina was the princess in the very first, uh, Mar- Oh yeah, uh, technically not a Mario game, but it was Donkey Kong. That's where right. Played as Jumpman, so that wasn't Peach or Daisy. It was Paulina, but she had brown hair and a pink dress, so it f- throws people off. That's so right. That's why it's confusing, and some of the developers might have been making a reference to that. Be like, oh, it's the same character, but instead of a pink dress, she was because Peach took that. She was wearing like yellow or something. And they're like, oh, so is that Daisy? And they're like, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, let's just go with that. Yeah, that that could make sense. All right, well, then the last game I'm going to ask is, do you think this is a game, Feverish Weight Loss Studio? (laughs) No. All right, that's how we play a game or no game. (laughs) (laughs) That would be better and entertaining. All right, guys. Well, that was an interesting episode. Thanks so much for oh, listening. What's up? Real quick. Uh, you guys just heard the music a few times. The music was made by our good buddy, Ant B. Yes. Uh, a few episodes ago, I talked about his show he was having in January 26. I actually got the information for that now. Oh, cool. What's so, up? The doors open at 8, and the show starts at 9. I think it's 12 to $15. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's an over-18 show. And he's actually opening. He's the opening act for Darude. Oh, and, Sandstorm. <laughs> yeah, if the name sounds familiar, that is that fucking Sandstorm song you hear everywhere and has just become a colossal joke on the internet. So that's the show. Like, that's who he's opening for. That's fucking awesome, dude. Congrats yeah. to Aunt B. And yeah, if you're yeah, in the area, awesome. go out and check it out. It's at the Vega, I think is the venue. And it is three, uh, 350 Canopy Street and Lincoln, Nebraska. So if you're around Lincoln, check it out. Find the Vega and go say hi to Ampy. Yeah, definitely. That sounds... Oh, man, I wish I was over that way, or I'd definitely go check that out. But, listener, if you like our show... uh, Well, actually, before I go and do our plugs, let's hear where can listeners find you, Bren? Oh, everyone knows my plugs aren't important. Just do yours. <laughs> okay, but that I'm pretty sure you're ABTS Brendan on Twitter. Uh <laughs> Hey, Just hey in case cut that out. To... <laughs> I don't want people knowing me. Cut that out. Just send the hate that way. Uh, but no, if you enjoy our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. I try to Twitch stream over at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence every Tuesday and Thursday around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're not doing anything, come hang out and chat and say what's up. Um, oh, and another thing, I, there is something new to plug. Uh, the, the revival of Press Continue podcast. We have a podcast on our network called Press Continue that you may or may not have 
listened to, uh, they just got a new, a new episode out for the lo- in, in the longest time, and apparently they're going to be trying to do more episodes. So, hey, if you miss Press Continue, they're back. So go check that shit out. You can check out any of the podcasts on our network over at almostbetter.net. Um, speaking of which, our Dungeons & Dragons podcast is back in full force. We have a new Dungeon Master. If you don't know where to start, a good place is Season 2, Episode 20, where we get the new Dungeon Master, and it's kind of like a new story from there. So, yeah, if you're enjoying our stuff, let us know, get in touch with us, and we will be back next week. Thanks for listening. See ya.